It's a final word, T20 World Cup Daily. Adam Collins and Jeff Lemon. Day 22, the final day of Super 12s. It was a triple header extravaganza here at Adelaide Oval. Then at the MCG where Surya Kumayada did some very special things. India through. We'll come to those guys later though because first and foremost, mm -hmm. Jeff, for Seba Super making your hard work pay off, we need to talk about the hard work of the Dutch. Mm -hmm. Bloody hell. Mm -hmm. Tell us how they knocked out South Africa. Before, before I start my 30 seconds, I just want to say this. If you're a South African fan, maybe look away now because everything hurts, <laughs> everything hurts. All right, it goes like this. So goes a little something like this. Bow, 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 bow. The South Africans win the toss, put the Dutch in because they think they're gonna roll them for 80 and chase it in nine overs. That doesn't happen because they go off through the power play. Stefan Myberg does the business, Max O'Dowd anchors. Tom Cooper comes in and bashes a couple of sixes. Scott Edwards comes in and does some flicking and reverse and Colin Ackerman bangs a couple into the stands. 158, good total. South Africa should chase it, surely. But within the power play, Quentin de Kock out early again. Uh, Temba Bavuma out inside the power play. They chip away a couple more wickets. Russo, Markram, prize them out. It's uh, Miller and, and Klaassen. Surely they're going to get their 60 off the last six. They don't. They don't do it. They fall short. The Dutch beat South Africa by 13 runs. South Africa out of the World Cup. Bop bow. Did them Dutch style. The, I, I, go back to, Dutch style. <laughs> I go back to the toss for a moment here. For whatever reason, not only yeah. in this tournament, but at this ground and in the last week, more acutely, batting first works well on used tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought... The batting second's been hard. I was really surprised they bowled first, South mm -hmm. Africa, just to begin with there. And then when given the opportunity, you know, we know Max O'Dowd has been a pretty dependable player for mm -hmm. the whole for the whole inside nice two world cups sure. often without enormous amount of support though like there yep. are these guys with lots of first class experience and indeed first lots of class and experience yeah, and lots will. of international experience as well like you think about uh, tom cooper who hasn't played for for a number of years for the netherlands until this year but still mm -hmm. he's been around forever um colin ackerman only in the last few years but they've not fired many shots but they all kind of no. came together splendidly today and they gave them a perfect platform. I mean, it, it, it enabled them to play funky mm -hmm. shots towards the end because mm -hmm. they weren't kind of trying to scrap towards 120. And that was the story of their time in Geelong as well. They weren't beating sides by mm -hmm. making 160, 170. Like they were chasing no. 112 or chasing 119. You know what I'm yeah. trying to say? Yeah. This they, was a, they were not like the Geelong Football Club of the early 90s. No. Kick 190. No. Not like when Blighty said, they'll kick as many as they kick, we'll kick more. Yeah. Uh, this wasn't, well, it kind of wasn't a way. It was. But it wasn't but it like, wasn't. you know, it wasn't like 140 to 144. But, I mean, that is the Stefan Myberg <laughs> mentality. That's that's how Myberg yeah. goes about things. Um, I don't know if you remember that insane game in 2014 in a T20 World Cup where he needed to chase something like 180 and 13 overs against the Irish to get a net run rate boost, and he just did it. Mm. He just went out and did it. It, it. it was absurd. He started like that today. He was lacing everything through the covers in the air, like could have been caught about 16 times in the first three overs. Didn't care. Just kept going. He's got, I think, 18 before Max O'Dowd has faced a ball. Right. And they're up and running, you know, and suddenly the South Africans are looking a little discomforted because they've gone, okay, win the toss, bowl, we've got Rabada, we've got Ngidi, we've got Nokia, we're just going to bounce the shit out of these guys, we're going to be too fast for them, they don't know how to handle fast bowling, and to be fair, that's what we thought as well, we thought, well, fair enough, if you've got Nokia in your team, and he ends up taking one for ten off four overs, by the way, so they couldn't lay a bat on him, mm. it wasn't an unreasonable thing, but... They pumped everybody else. Yeah, it they, reminded me a little bit of the way that Ireland went about it against England at the MCG. They went after Abada and Ngidi straight away. Yep. They didn't let them settle. It was like a sense of, we're going to throw the first punch and see what mm -hmm. happens. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it was 
you know, good combination of punches, which gave them the flying yep. start, gave them the impressive power play, clearing the rates a couple of times in the first six overs. Sure. You know, and even the way that like Colin Ackerman played, I'm pressing fast forward a bit, but he didn't start briskly. He, he, well, he, he started poorly, and I mean, Colin Ackerman's had a bad series. He's, sure. he's had a couple of ducks, a number of low scores. He's made one half century against Bangladesh. Same sort of thing where he started getting going late in the game, and and he looked pretty awful for his first 20-odd deliveries, uh, yeah. and then suddenly he clicked. I guess my point is is that you, you can, with that sort of anchor philosophy, you, mm-hmm. you're allowed to have a player to start slowly if they're mm-hmm. able to catch up. And if they catch up, the ends justify the means, and Ackerman absolutely yep. did. Yep. And he was there at the end. And he's there with the skipper who's playing, you know, as you described, the flicks well, and the reverses and the laps and all the rest of it. But it's a journey to get to this point. And, yeah. and if you'll indulge me for a second, because it. this was an incredible team innings, I think, in the way that all but one player contributed with the bat. So Myberg gets his 37 quickly. He gets out. Um, and then and Max O'Dowd sort of does the anchor thing. I'll just chip yep. away at a runner ball, more or less. Seven boundaries. He though. hits one yep. big six over mid-wicket, catches up on his uh, strike rate and then gets out pretty immediately. Sorry, not seven boundaries. That's my bag. I'm looking at the wrong column. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say, though? I know what, he had I'm, a bit of a go. I know, what, I know what you're trying to say. He hit a four and a six, but he, he did his thing. And Tom Cooper comes in and he goes, I'm an Adelaide Oval specialist. I know how to slog sweep, fast spin here. So he dumps Markram into the stands. You know, I mean, Markram gets a wicket um, initially because he gets Myberg out when he comes on. Uh, and Myberg's trying to reverse sweep him first ball and all of the rest of it. Cooper goes up the gears. Uh, O'Dowd's just happy to hang out. Then eventually O'Dowd hits a big one into the deep, right? And then Tom Cooper uh, gets caught behind off the bowling of Quentin of Keshav Maharaj lobs one up in the air off the top edge trying a big sweep and that's the point where you're like okay well they're probably going down the drain here Ackerman's there he's going slowly Buster Leader comes out and this is I think this is worth looking at in a bit of detail because he's been smashed in the face by Harris Ralph the fastest Pakistani bowler only about a week ago his face is busted open he's got a big cut under his eye he's brave to come out and face the South Africans but he also comes out at a point of the innings where only fast bowling is to follow. All their spins been bowled oh, yeah, out. Yeah. And and so in a way, it's like, well, it, it wasn't smart by the Dutch to send him out at that point because he was clearly rattled by Nokia. He was he was flinching. He was worried about getting hit again. And fair enough. Like, it's not to say that, oh, he's blah, blah, like he's some pejorative or other because he didn't want to get hit in the fucking head again by a <laughs> guy at 150 k's an hour. But Nokia's just bowling fast around his shoulder, around his ribs, just outside off stump. And Bastolita couldn't even play a shot. He was just sort of flinching away from the ball. Start of the next over, so he faces out five balls without scoring, and then start of the next over, base of middle stump. He's nowhere near it. He's literally almost standing off the pitch to the leg side, trying to hit it through off, and he gets bowled. And at that point, you think, well, maybe they should have just kept him in, you know, because yeah. if they'd bowled another fruitless over at him, then he would have been in trouble. The Dutch would have been in trouble. But Scott Edwards comes in, and he starts playing reverse lap shots to Anrik <laughs> Nokia. He starts playing them to the other fast bowlers as well. I mean, outrageous stuff. And Ackerman suddenly gets going, and he plays a couple of sublime clips off the pads that land in the seats over deep mid-wicket. You don't usually hit that shot powerfully for six, but he hits a couple. So he's 41, not out. Um, Edwards is 12 off seven, and they've got up to 158. And you're thinking, well, okay, that is a, it's a competitive score here. More than defendable. And, you know, when the ball's moving for Klaassen early on, which is the reason why... The, the other Klaassen. Early, the other Klaassen. So we've got Klaassen. a Klaassen on two teams here. We've got Heinrich Klaassen batting for South Africa, and we've got Fred Klaassen bowling for the Netherlands. And when Fred gets the cock out, um, that that's it's never not going to make me no, just do that. What I just did, I, no, I can't help it. I'm, yep. I'm, I'm, it's, it's too late now. It's hard wired. Yeah, you've got to rephrase. When Fred ends the innings of Quinton de Kock, that's better. Yeah, um, you know, 
caught behind, moving around. You know, charging he, as well. He, so true, he, yeah, and he's yeah, playing well. Like QDK, we could go that way if that's easier. He he goes through the covers. He plays a couple of nice shots. He ticks along for a minute, and then he thinks I'm going to charge at this guy just to prove that I'm a bigger swing in the cock than he is, or something like that. Um, and edges it through to the keeper, and it doesn't work. And the Dutch go up, and that was the point where I thought, okay, you know, they're on, they're up for this. Yeah. They're not, they're not thinking, oh well, they'll get 158 in the 16th over. And they're the other thinking, one was, we're in. Well, the other one was when Rousseau gets out um, mm. uh, playing. A, I think he's on 20 odd at the time, and, and has a massive mow at one, gets a big top edge. Just when they got the run rate required under control, yeah. I think from memory at that point it was seven and a half or eight and over. It was. It, for players, there, there, there were points in time, right? And and one of them is Paul Van Meekeren for the Dutch bowls two expensive overs. He's yeah. gone for twenty odd off his first uh, eleven balls, and then Temba Bavuma steps across his stumps and gets bowled behind That's his right. legs. Yeah. Very last ball of the power play, second wicket falls. You know, after he's just walloped one over deep square for six. So. There, yeah, that was a moment as well. Okay. And they only needed one of those guys to come off, right? Like, yeah. Would be it Bavuma or, or Klaassen or, or Miller or Parnell. I mean, yep. but all of them are out for similar scores. You know, 25, well, you read down the card. Yeah. 13, 20, 25, 17, 17, 21, before you get to a far, which is Parnell, Parnell right. making naught. My point here is, is that a number of them found a way to yep. get going at least a little bit before getting out when they had the chance to ice the game. Your responsibility in the middle order when chasing mm. is to get in and then control things. And all of them found a way... Uh, to get them most of the time get themselves out and I'm not, but I I'm think not, it was I'm also not, I'm not being sort of critical of the Dutch bowling by saying that by the way simply that these are experienced battle hardened T20 pros but what we've seen at this ground in the last few days is that the first half of an innings is much easier to score in than True. the second half of an innings the Dutch actually clocked that and went harder earlier the South Africans didn't quite they didn't yeah. quite go as quickly early on and they wanted to catch up later on so you know for instance when Brandon Glover comes on he's the quickest Dutch yeah. bowler he bangs one in uh, Riley Russo pumps it out to deep mid-wicket but can't get enough elevation on it because there's not enough pace in the pitch Max O'Dowd takes a good catch out at deep mid-wicket Russo's out and so you know there and, and then the Markram dismissal is an interesting one because he's just played a beautiful extra cover drive along the ground split the field for four and then he just tries to turn one away to the leg side, leading edge pops up to short cover. And, and so it was, it was almost as though, well, if you'd just played the same shot, you would have prospered. But instead, you've, you've just popped up a little catch because you tried to do something cute. And then there's the moment. Then there's the Van der Merwe moment. Uh, Roller oh. Van der Merwe, who's like our age, and he's been going oh. around forever. He played for South Africa. Yeah. You can hear his Somerset forever. When, when he runs around the field, you can hear it's like... But, you know, but it's always, but his fielding's always been a big part of why he's such an attractive mm. player on the T20 sure. circuit, why he still gets opportunities playing yep. in different comps around the world, including, uh, I think he played in the 100 last year. Of course, he still plays in the Blast. Um, and, and he's very valuable in these comps, partly mm -hmm. because he, he bats higher up in those sides. Yep. He's always good for his four overs when asked yep. to bowl. And... He's a great fielder. I mm -hmm. saw him uh, run out Pete Hanscom last year in a, in a first-class game where, you know, it was one of those one stump to aim at kind yep. of situations. He's, yep. he's always had great pair of hands and very effective with picking down the stumps. Yep. And that's a, you know, that top edge, I know they made a change. That's a third of a chance. That's a quarter of a chance. Yeah. That, that barely gets taken. And the oldest bloke on the field takes it. And, and just to point out the context, at this stage, they've got Miller and Klaassen, two very aggressive, big-hitting players who've been in for a little while. They need 60 off the last six overs. So they need 10 and over against the Dutch. And you think, well, honestly, they should piss this in. Like, this should be comfortable. I'm pretty sure Winvis had, a, like, 70% South Africa still at that stage. And that's when Glover comes back on. And he brings his fine leg up and his short 
he brings deep third up to short yep. third. And I'm thinking top edge over the top four or six. This is what's going to happen. He bowls short, gets the top <laughs> edge. And Vandermeer at short third has to turn around, run back, looking over his head, you know, looking up in the sky. Where's it gone? Where's it gone? Not sure. Over my shoulder, sprinting back towards the boundary, dive full length and reel it in. And then the wicket falls. And then, well, it's pretty much this guy for South Africa from that point. <laughs> That's right. He ran back like Jonathan Brown straight yeah. into the pack. Yeah. Traffic everywhere. Like Nick Rewalt. Yeah. Like Nick Rewalt, probably yeah. a better comparison, the pace he was going at um, for, for that catch. Reels and then from in. there. And, then and, from and they're kind of done because but, I mean, Parnell gets done. out two balls yeah. later. He 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 flo- throws the bat and edges one behind. But uh, the problem they Glover's got three for eight. Three for nine from his two Three for nine from And then they've got Keshav walking in, who's literally on one leg after pulling a calf, what was it, like second ball or something like that when running between the wickets? Yeah, I think he might have twisted his ankle or something because right. he, he was he was literally hopping between the wickets. He was on one leg. He ran a couple of twos on one leg. Yeah, he was jumping down. At I one mean, point, he was jumping. Like, yeah. That's how he was getting... Doing, yeah. doing, doing. Um, and then, you know, he had Rabada for company at the end and it wasn't going to happen, was it? So... And then they fall way short, don't they? They lose they're, by 13 runs. 13 short, um, and it's, yeah, it's impossible to get there. He hits one big six in the last over, Maharaj. He's a brave customer. Like, I have so much admiration for Keshav Maharaj. And he, he can't put weight on one leg, but he still manages to rock back and pump a pull shot for six over deep mid-wicket. Um, but, yeah, they, he can't get them close enough. I just want to say one thing. I was wrong uh, with what I foreshadowed about what might happen to the Dutch uh, I thought last game they might be knackered coming here. You know, what happened to Baz Delita? By the mm-hmm. way, Baz Delita bowling um, at a really important time at and the death, yes. so we haven't mentioned that. And that's worth coming back to. And he bowls the last over as well, so can't contribute with the bat, but contributes in significantly with Absolutely. the ball. So you've got you these know. guys who have bowled so well hunting as a pack through the tournament. Yeah, a lot of them are experienced county pros and have played a lot for the Netherlands, but you know, Baz Delita's 22, and we, yeah. we've talked him up throughout the tournament. I misread that. I thought by now... Yeah, it's a long tournament if you're playing a, a mm-hmm. number of games, a lot of travelling around the country mm-hmm. and n- nothing to play for. But then I thought about it more. They had plenty to play for because they finished fourth in their group. Yeah. They've got automatic qualification for the next World Cup. That's it. And that means so much because of the extra complexity being from Europe and the fact that only two sides are going to qualify from there and Ireland and Scotland haven't got automatic qualification for the tournament. Right. If they didn't make it today, if they didn't win today, only two of three out of that lot are getting right. through for 2024, which would be yeah. a horrible result given the cricket we've seen Ireland play and Scotland play early on. Um, I'm glad all three teams have a chance of being yep. at the 2024 World Cup. So they and did so have the, a big incentive today. So the Dutch have jumped. They've gone from last in the group to fourth in the group because they've gone above Bangladesh on net run rate, which may be a spoiler for the next game, Bangladesh-Pakistan. <laughs> but that effectively becomes a knockout final because whoever wins that is going to go through in second place. South Africa out. Spot has opened up for Bangladesh or Pakistan. Do it in 30 seconds. Uh, Pakistan were bowling first. They <laughs> lost the toss. Lost they, the plot. They lost the toss and they bowled. Ba- bowled Shaheen Shah Shaheen Shah Afridi took the bowling. new ball. Yep. Took four for 22. One yep. at the front, Swung three it. at the back. Mm. Swung it early. Um, gee, three games in a day and I commentated I this know. game. Um, needless to say, Bangladesh never really got going. There was a moment of controversy in Shadab Khan's second over where two wickets fell, the second of which wasn't out yet somehow on DRS got given out. We'll come back to that later, I'm certain. Uh, they kind of crawled to the finish line. Pakistan win comfortably in the end. Mm-hmm. They, there is a little bit of a wobble in the middle there. Barbara Azam far from convincing. Likewise, Mohamed Rizwan, although he top scored with 32 or something like that. Mohamed Harris. A couple of reprieves. A couple of reprieves. Mohamed Harris comes in and bashes a few, and he has Sham Masood for company, who's not out 20 something at the end, and they win with about two overs yep. to spare. So Pakistan win what became 
an elimination final. And how exciting was it? McIntyre final five. <laughs> how exciting was it that all of the Bangladesh and Pakistan fans behind us here, they were going wild at the end of the Holland oh, yeah. South Africa game because they knew that because they were going to because they were playing next, they realised that shit. Our game's going to have so much riding Our on it. Our game's alive. Because the only way Pakistan could have gotten through was if India were going to lose to Zimbabwe. Spoiler, they don't either. And Bangladesh needed everything to go right, and mm. suddenly they were in this boat too. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, staggering opportunity there for, for Pakistan and Bangladesh, and, and Pakistan grasped it, and Bangladesh had a bad game. Well, uh, so there was about there were about five seconds where Lytton Das looked like he might do it again. That six that he hit, you're like, oh, we're on for another Lytton Das special opening. The batting for Bangladesh, he gets out for 10, um, and, and then a couple more wickets fall, and Shaheen Shafridi's doing the business. And it's, uh, it's another one of your faves, Shanto, who did a Shanto. good job opening their batting. And Afif Hussain did his best. He made 24 not out at the end. And, yeah, he's going to be their longer-term kind of guy they use as a finisher. Had yeah. a good year. Yeah, he's made over 500 T20 runs this year, Afif. And Shanto looks like he's a player on the rise. His second half century in the space of a week, of course, yep. he was um, the man who made 71 against Zimbabwe up at Brisbane. But, yeah, they never had any real blood going to it, did they? Bangladesh, they, they, they couldn't hit the death bowling. Um, Pakistan. Pakistan's quicks were just too good. Nassim Shah, Harris Ralph, Mohammed Wazim Jr. Mm-hmm. and Shaheen, Shah Afridi, Hunters a pack. The two wickets to Shadab Khan in the middle and Iftikhar Ahmed bowled brilliantly. Three yeah. overs, one for spit. Maybe and he should have bowled in other games. He, he, he should have. And, <laughs> he, you know, and not only does he get through his overs quickly and efficiently, he has good changes of pace for okay. an off-spinner. He's bowling at 97 kilometres an hour, then 82 kilometres right. an hour. So he can mix it up. He has got tricks that you require yep. in the T20 game. And he's a bit older as well. You know, he's 32, looks like he's 52. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's got a good um, experienced head on his shoulders. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him play in the elimination stage. Just on Pakistan, Freddie Wilde put up a tweet uh, before from Crickviz. When they were 43 for four, their percentage chance of getting through to the second round, or the semi-finals rather, they were at 3%. They needed to get out of a hole there, beat South Africa, to that point undefeated. That's what we missed in all of this, by the way. South Africa, this time last week, beat India. Mm-hmm. And they've gone and lost to Pakistan, who are wobbling and have found form, but were wobbling at 43 for four. Yeah. Now they've lost to the Netherlands. Uh-huh. Now they're out of the tournament. South Africa, somehow Not these... Doing things happen to them at World Cups. Mm. But Pakistan on the as other well side of the ledger... getting screwed over by rain in the Zimbabwe game. True enough. Yeah. On the other side of the ledger, there's Pakistan who are a 3% chance, according to the model, of getting through from that point. Smash their way out of trouble, scoring 120 runs after losing their fourth wicket at the SCG. Um, they win that game on Duckworth-Lewis, but they do it with some fabulous bowling, which mm-hmm. Shut Up was a big part of as well. Sure. They come here today needing the Netherlands to win first, yep. to even give themselves the chance. And then, yeah, as I say, it was a foregone conclusion by halfway they would do it. Barbara Azam and Rizwan put on 50-odd. Mm-hmm. By far the most convincing partnership that that pair have contributed to. Barber looks yep. a man way out of sorts. However, he did get to 30-odd, and that's his highest score in the tournament by a mile. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah. Rizwan got dropped, caught behind, simple catch, Huge early off Tuscan Ahmed. Tuscan Ahmed, what an unlucky bastard. Two games in a row, he has done just about everything right with the ball. And he and wins with a the con- bat a bit. And with the bat, and he wins yeah. that conventional outside edge. Uh, it's put down, yep. his second delivery, yep. uh, Nurul Hassan behind the stumps. He's had a had an interesting tournament, mm-hmm. uh, moments of brilliance, which we saw against India, um, which have been buffeted by that, that stumping, weird stumping that gave the free hit, nearly gave Zimbabwe a win last week, and mm. then dropping that crucial catch uh, this afternoon that meant that yeah. they were never going to restrict them to 127. They needed to bowl them out, and not getting Litton Das 
you know, uh, second ball of the innings or whatever it was is, is going to, of Rizwan, course. Uh, sorry, yeah, Rizwan. Yeah. What am I saying? Not getting Rizwan second ball yeah. of the innings, a guy who's been the number one player in the world the last couple of years. It's huge. Yeah, and 4-22 for Shaheen Afridi when the Bangladeshis were batting. Uh, so we've got to talk about the Shakib dismissal. Oh, shut up. Man. He walks out. First ball, shut up, Khan. Bowls a straightish one. Flicks across the line. Misses it. Big inside edge. Uh, umpire gives him out on the field. He immediately refers it. And you know when a player doesn't talk to the other player. He was laughing. An LBW. Yeah. He, well, he was. he's laughing 30 seconds later. So he refers it. It comes up on the big screen. They show a huge spike as the ball passes the bat. He's like, Haha, I told you I hit that. And then the umpire says that the spike has arrived before the ball reached the bat and that therefore it can't be that and it must be something else, presumably the bat hitting the ground, and therefore it's not out. On the stills, you can clearly see a shadow, shadow. of the bat, shadow Khan, if you will, underneath the bat that shows the bat is not touching the ground um, and that the ball has reached like the front corner of the bat, not the back corner of the edge because, you know, edges are square and you can reach them in different ways. I mean... It's it's rare that you see a third umpire decision. You remember the one with uh, with Nathan Lyon here in the sweep shot, you know, a number of years ago, and it's rare that you see one that's just completely wrong, where you can just very clearly see that it's wrong, and yet an umpire, despite all the evidence, has made the wrong call. Okay, let's go through this. So, uh, uh, umpire Langton Rosero had the bad night the other night, the five ball over. Mm -hmm. Would have been a second five ball over. He was trying to call over on another over that had an extra, and he, and he didn't realise that. So he's under the pump. He's umpired the first game this morning. Then he goes upstairs to be third umpire. What is it, a 35 minute turnaround or, or mm -hmm. something like that? Um, so there's that, I, I'd cite that as, as part of this. We've banged on about this, Jeff, repeatedly. Specialist TV umpires are required. Every part of the game is becoming more and more specialized. Interpreting the technology uh, yeah. that, that they're having presented to them is completely different as a role when you're learning to be an umpire and when you're going through the ranks you're assessed based on what you do in the middle down down the barrel of the 22 yards yep upstairs live live calls based on one shot of evidence exactly this is a very different thing mm -hmm. and i feel very sorry for specialist umpires who are now being sorry rather um, central umpires who are being asked to go upstairs and yep. do this other role and when it backfires as it does today for a guy who's already under the pump uh, that, that could have a big effect on his career. I don't think he should be there in the first place. Yeah. There's clearly a shadow underneath the bat. It's clearly the edge. Even the bit you say there yep. about the timing of the ball passing the bat, we know that is a thing they are taught. We know because we've spoken to umpires that they are told the pictures and the sound don't completely line up because yep. that's the thing about light travelling at a different speed to and sound. And it does initially, when you have a glance, it looks a little early that the sound signature comes up, but it's also that the bat is angled towards the ball a bit and so it's hitting the front corner. So the ball hasn't actually reached... It hasn't gone past the plane of the face of the exactly. bat, but it can still be touching the front corner of the bat. Exactly. So yeah. I understand why he's gone. Oh right, these two things these don't things, like these two. I get. I get how it's happened. Yeah. I understand. But he's obviously made a a, a, um, a sight error because he's looked. He has, and the other comical thing that you said, the uh, that Shakib was laughing. All the Pakistani fielders went back to their positions, yeah. and as the projection comes up on the screen, I'm, I'm on the call. I'm going, hang on a second. Why are they going to ball tracking? Yeah. And as the ball tracking starts, you see the Pakistani fielders start sprinting in. They're like, we're going to oh, get one here. And also, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure they've they've overlaid the wrong projection over the top as well. Yeah. That ball is was a leg break, and the ball goes like a rogan, and it's on the projection hitting the off stump. Uh -huh. I mean, how's that possible? Yeah. So there's, I think there's a technology fail there right. that's separate to this. There's a human error fail and we mm -hmm. can fix the ladder. And the sooner that we've got 
uh, umpires who only deal in interpreting technology and mm. we have like eight of them mm-hmm. and they sit in a bunker in who cares yeah and they and, and we know who they are and they explain their decisions uh, it can only be good for the game and maybe this might be the catalyst for getting us to that better place it's potentially it's possible anyway the end result is that bangladesh get another uh, big stroke of bad luck maybe it wouldn't have made a difference he might have hit the next one to short midwicket and and, and who knows sure. but, but these things it felt significant at the time that bangladesh take their hits in these tournaments and and then sometimes struggle to come back yeah from. they take their hits and then they feel abysmally right yeah. so you know i think with bangladesh both things can be true at the same time they haven't sure. got the rub of the green in Adelaide um, but they've, they've played some bad cricket at different times mm. as well they played some great cricket against India um, they didn't play particularly good cricket today and, and they were beaten soundly accordingly even if they did for a time looked like they might drag it back playing the extra spinner that worked and uh, and they, they kind of had it mm-hmm. in a place where seven and over last seven overs like you know there's a way they could drag themselves through there with a couple of quick wickets but not to be so they're into the semi-finals uh, as are India the 30 second summary goes like this India made a million runs Zimbabwe did not uh, in front of about 82,000 at the MCG it didn't look like it might be that way all night they were four down for a hundred odd with six overs to go and it looked like Zimbabwe might keep them to a low score but Surya Kumayadav happened 65 One. 61 not out off 25 balls yeah played some absolutely outrageous shots hit some ridiculous sixes we'll go through that in a bit more detail he was the difference he pumped them up to 185 I'm gonna say 186, 186 for five. close enough and, and then Zimbabwe lost a wicket first ball they were two for two and they were buggered from then on in yeah they were all out for 115 and lost by 71 runs so yep. what we described there with with what, what didn't happen to the Netherlands kind of has happened to Zimbabwe mm-hmm. how they've lost their last couple of games having yep. been so impressive uh, beating Pakistan about a week and a bit ago mm-hmm. so yeah look India um, they've got K.O. Rahul back in and form almost right? beating Bangladesh when they should have beaten them and, exactly they've got yeah. K.O. Rahul, well, Rahul back Rahul, in form that, and that's significant so I, a couple I think of 50s too. in a row yeah. you know he's, he's well, good tonight. suddenly back amongst it took the uh, the onus on himself the other night in their last match when when things were when there was a bit of a struggle going on um, and Rohit Sharma was out early and he said all right I have to be the one to hit runs quickly that's my job and he went ahead and did it didn't go back into his shell um, and similarly Bruce got front tonight and again Rohit Sharma was out early yeah he struck at 146 tonight Kale Rahul the, the, the sort of dual criticism of him is that he gets out early and that he doesn't strike quickly enough mm-hmm. and both half centuries have been you know, around that 145 150 strike rate and then Coley you know is anchoring the innings, 26 from 25, played a couple of lovely shots. But when he gets out, um, that's... The Ryan Burl catch. The Ryan Burl catch, which yeah. Burl takes two catches. One kind of like a... Well, the Richard Punt catch was the really good one, wasn't it? The, yeah, uh, the part he, one when he, when, he, when Ryan Bell actually loses his Richard Pants. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the Coley ones when he's got his hands kind of like a crocodile. We oh, were yeah, Daniel yeah, Norcross yeah, at the time right. speculating that maybe that is the, you know, there's the, the Australian method, catch. there's the England method, maybe there's yeah. the Zimbabwe method. Yeah, uh, and then the Bell takes a, a brilliant catch um, to get rid of uh, Richard later when he's Highly diving away in the, in, in the deep. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, as you described before, it was the Surya Kumar Yadav show, wasn't it? 61 from 25, but it was the way he did it. I mean, it's a great backstory, he had to do it. Um, ben Jones from Crickviz, the Hugh Laurie impersonator, uh, he w- was going through it with us yep. before that you know he was a good cricketer without outstanding numbers. Then he was a very good cricketer. Then he went bananas in that IPL a couple of years ago upon yeah, moving to like Mumbai. Yeah, it's like 2021. Yeah, and then they pick him at 30, and here he is at 32 by number a one. mile, uh, the number one player in the world and yeah. the first Indian to reach a thousand runs in a calendar year in the T20 format. He might be the first cricketer full stop. Uh, oh, and I'm pretty sure Rizwan and didn't Rizwan. I know Rizwan did it last did it? year, I think. Yeah, yeah but, but still, it, it's it's. Notable that, mm. that in a World Cup year he has stepped up and he is 
now the the best finisher going around. And, and it's the versatility as well. So there is that point, as I say, with about six overs to go, where you think, well, if Zimbabwe bowl well, they can keep them to 150, maybe even 140 here. Well, their spinners were working, right? So yeah. Sikanda Raza won for 18 from three. Um, Sean Williams took two for nine from two. Yeah. And then they go back to their front liners. And that's who Surya Kumar yet of. He goes after Blessing. Yeah. And he goes after Richard Ngrava. Yeah. And he's got such freakish ability against fast bowling and and it is it is like that period where you're watching AB de Villiers when he's just got the ability to hit someone anywhere he wants the shot that SKY plays where he comes outside across his off stump reaches for a ball that's almost outside the tram tracks and then flicks his wrist to send it over deep backward square leg like you cannot do that Ben Stokes like it's yeah on a physics level not on a sort of audacity level it in terms of liquid physics how do you redirect a ball on that trajectory with that little leverage to that trajectory with enough force to carry for six and, and it's it, insane and it was a ball coming from a ball coming left arm over as well making it even trickier oh. uh, you've got it yeah so that was that was a an unbelievable bit of modern batsmanship we actually saw ryan bell play a freakish mm. shot later a reverse sweep where he just flicked his wrist and went 80 meters for six so it was that kind of yep. night where we saw some excellent cricket but and the last ball of the night where where suri kumayadov gets this high full toss oh, yeah. and he just kind of falls over to the offside and scoops it over his head over the rope for six while on the move and collapsing and trying to avoid being beamed i mean just extraordinary stuff that he's able to do it's the kind of thing that maybe you'll see a player do for a couple of years like i in some ways i i doubt i doubt that he'll sustain it beyond a couple of years but but he might have this period of time where he's at this level yeah uh, and just in terms of india's bowling so ashdeep singh gets the ball moving early on it uh, knocks out uh, the stumps Kohli of, takes a catch first ball yeah. of, off of neshwa kumar and then ashdeep singh swings this one into the stumps uh, in the second over Chikab and they're two for two chakava chabug i could never quite pronounce his name you got it right i got yeah. it wrong um and that was a fantastic seed but i think the, the one that the, the the bowler i would isolate out of india's you know squeeze is ashwin mm. um they're playing here at adelaide oval uh, on thursday mm -hmm. word on the street use pitch so if that I mean, i'm not i'm not certain that's going to be the case i'm just reporting yeah. what i've been told well there aren't that many um, strips at adelaide oval and they've played a lot of games i, here. I can't work out I mean, they've used two pitches across the three mm. days here. Um, I can't quite work out. If they're going to bring a pitch up, I suppose they've got time if they want to. There's one mm -hmm. in the middle of the two that have been used. But if they don't, if it is a used pitch, put mm -hmm. it that way, and Ashwin can go to work at a ground he knows really, really well, um, yep. he'll be a big factor in the semi-final. Yeah. All right. Um, so India go through. Pakistan go through second. That means, and then New Zealand and England in the other group. So New Zealand will play Pakistan. New Zealand will, will play England. India will play England here, that's here, right. in yeah. Adelaide. Yeah. The on first Thursday, semis in, in Sydney, though. Yeah. Uh, the Hall of Fame, the final word Hall of Fame for cbussuper.com.au. That's a superannuation company. That means they look after your money in retirement. They're very good at it. They've done it for 38 years. 8.88%. They're a, beautiful numbers. It's a very regular number. Across 38 years. It's a nice repeating number. Uh, past performance, not a reliable indicator of future cbussuper.com.au. Please, it, why don't you get your super sorted out? Like it, Jeff probably should if there's anything that goes in the hall of fame today it's just the general broader situation of the dutch getting a win over another big country it's not the first time in a t20 world cup they beat england in 09 they beat england in 14 but there's a quirk where like smaller countries have a habit of beating england on occasion that seems to be a thing that happens you know from time to time the irish are quite good at it scotland have done it knocking off south africa 
in the form that South Africa were in. When South Africa played India, yeah. only days ago, a they week ago. They were the top-ranked side, I reckon. Though. They looked hot. They mm. looked like a, an attractive, dangerous, fully rounded team. You thought, these guys have got four quicks, good spinners, and they've got aggressive batting down to seven. Like, this <coughs> This is this is a hot shit cricket team, and they should stomp through this tournament. And they should have. They probably should be winning this tournament. Um, and they have botched it today, but they didn't just botch it. They got swamped by a better side on the day who were drilled, who were intense. The way they fielded with their seven up inside the ring, yep. they'd have a backward point, a point, an extra cover. They'd have a, a short mid-wicket up. They were pouncing on everything. They would not give South Africa an easy run just to guide the ball away off an open face behind point, that sort of thing. Easy singles weren't there. They choked the scoring. They attacked everything. They threw themselves at it. They dropped one catch, which was a tough one at backward point on the full dive. Otherwise, they took everything. And it's bloody exciting to see a team do that and to see them get that direct qualification route, get some tangible reward and, again, stick it up the cricketing establishment and say, we're good enough to be here. It's been a great tournament for these kind of stories. Ireland beating England, uh, Scotland beating the West Indies, Zimbabwe beating the West Indies, Zimbabwe mm. beating Pakistan and then today, mm -hmm. Netherlands knocking off uh, South Africa, who, yeah, they were the one seed, I reckon, a week ago and now mm. they're not in the tournament anymore. So um, these kinds of upsets have been possible because these sides have played... Um, Namibia, uh, Sri Lanka. Namibia, Sri Lanka on opening mm day how can we forget that so yeah the 20 team world cup don't worry that'll be great mm. um don't worry about the format you know that, that i mean that, that's already been resolved by the way it's four groups sure. of five but you know don't get too you know down in the weeds on this the very fact that more teams will play in this world cup the the gap will narrow and, and that's great and that's that's an exciting part of short form cricket that isn't always a part of 50 over cricket unfortunately you, you tend to see more mismatches when um, associate nations play uh, in the 50 over world cup sure. i'm not saying they shouldn't but that's just been the, the you know the rhythm of, of those competitions this brilliant it's worked an absolute treat and uh, yeah more of it uh, and just on that by the way um, on that game if we're talking final word hall of fame i think the best catch of the tournament mm. uh, was taken by a steward today was it the colin ackerman six? Oh yes the first one yeah. the first colin ackerman six over deep mid wicket and one of the um, adelaide oval stewards in the stripy polo just saunters out casual as you like throws out a left hand plucks it one-hander fully in the palm about an over later Ackerman hits another six to exactly the same spot same steward goes in and it falls about a metre short of him down the race and he was very disappointed he could have had two from two he goes into the Hall of Fame for Super Super com.au get your super sorted out we said it before 1984 that's when i'm born that's mm -hmm. when they started they do great work and we love them and we're grateful for their support that's a 34 minute podcast three games to be 10 minutes 20 10 minutes, minutes per game that's, that's okay enough. that's okay on we're, a three we're day, at the end of the group stage day. which means we are going to take yep. two days off from the daily yeah. Can you believe it? You're going to go away for two days. Yep. Can you believe that? Right. We're going to stay in Adelaide through the week. We'll, of course, be making uh, the final word daily, uh, the two semifinals. Yep. We'll also make a weekly show probably on Wednesday. Get to we'll, bash we'll, out the we'll details of that. We'll figure it out as we there, go There along. will be more and other podcasts from us during the week. You but just watch Thank you feed. for watching everything and listening to everything we've been doing mm -hmm. um, through the group stage. It's been great to have so much feedback. We've uh, uh, we've, we've had a, a whale of a time and, and can't wait for the, uh, the pointy end of the 2022 T. 20 ICC Men's World Cup. Final word daily for cbussuper.com.au. Adam Collins, Jeff Lemon. Good night from Adelaide. And now we sleep. I had to go.